The Insurance Brokers Podcast is brought to you by Sarah Myerscoff of Boston Tullis. Welcome to the Insurance Brokers Podcast with your host, Sarah Myerscoff. This business podcast is for ambitious brokers determined to grow their business. Our guests are highly experienced industry experts and innovators. This is the place to leverage their success, learn how to break through barriers to growth, and discover a community of support and ideas whilst growing your business. Good afternoon, Andrew. Like fifth time lucky on our podcast. I'm really grateful to have you here. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm delighted to be here, Sarah. I'm so sorry about the other four occasions. <laughs> Life happens. I, I totally get it. So, Andrew, today, I'm quite excited about today's conversation. I know you guys are going through some incredible uh, things at Artesian, and I think the topic for today is um, quite important in today's uh, business language, and that is data. Data and how it drives business intelligence, which in turn drives customer engagement. Uh, which in turn in drives uh, customer growth. And I know you are the man to talk about that. So uh, do you want to give us a bit of an overview about uh, who Andrew Yates is, how you came to be where you are at Artesian, uh, and the exciting news you guys have just gone through? So uh, so I'm Andrew. I'm a, a father of two. I've uh, been in tech uh, my whole life. Um, I'm 53 years old now, uh, so... Um, 30, 30 plus year career uh, in tech. I, I originally uh, trained at university to be a sports scientist and my ambition was to play rugby for England. I almost made it, wasn't good enough. Uh, did a postgrad in marketing and then got offered a job in software and that's how I got going. Very early in my career, I worked for a business intelligence software company called Cognos. They're now part of IBM and, and at Cognos I met two guys there that um, I went on to uh, create what was what was my second uh, software uh, company that I created, a company called Artesian. Um, those two guys uh, were called Mike Blackadder, uh, real name, not stage name, and Steve Borthwick, not the rugby player. And our big idea behind Artesian was to kind of create a next generation business intelligence platform where we were using unstructured data uh, sourced from the outside, sourced from things like the internet, social media, news, uh, companies house, as a way to tell you all about the companies that you might want to engage with and the people inside them. So that was the big idea behind Artesian and that's how in the last 30 years I've gone from uh, university postgrad to where we are now. So when did you start Artesian? How old is the company? Companies, uh, companies around about twelve years old. Um, with with any um, uh, software business, it takes it takes a little while to build the software uh, and persuade one or two brave customers to adopt it early. Uh, we got lucky. Barclays Bank was our first customer, uh, closely followed by HSBC, Santander, NatWest, and then we started to so started to uh, branch out into the insurance and insurance. Uh, broking community so uh, we've seen a slow slow steady rise in the, in the growth of the company uh, got about 240 customers on the artesian side um, just recently though a uh, big milestone for the company was we um, we merged with a company called judil judil are perhaps best known 
in the kind of data augmentation, uh, data ingestion space. They have a, uh, uh, some, some very cool tech that can consolidate data from, I think at the last count, it's something like 32 different data sources. And they can piece the puzzle together using, uh, using graph technology, very similar to the way Google uh, indexes its data so that you can uh, kind of find answers to questions quickly. They've got something like that that they do for, for business information. Um, the Judil company uh, dined out on the mantra, we're the story behind every business. And that's uh, complementary to, um, to, to, to you know, the, 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 the description we give, which is we give you uh, the stories uh, for, for, for every business that you can then use to engage with that company. So um, in the last couple of months, we've, uh, we've integrated and merged those two companies together. And that now means we're, we're, um, we're, a, we're kind of bigger force in the UK market, uh, specialising in um, financial services and, and insurance. Um, and it also means that we can um, combine our forces to uh, achieve achieve some really uh, interesting things. I hope interesting things and exciting things for the customers we have and new customers that are going to come along. I think it's really interesting, and I'm interested that your journey started in in software so uh, so long ago, without being offensive. Um, but actually, I can imagine that what you've seen in the last five years, in terms of how data is. Um, is being used to transform business and, and, and global economies is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think there's something I'd, I'd point out though, which is um, whilst d data is, um, you know, like, like, like the crude oil that you get out of the, 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 the ground, it's not until you refine it that it really becomes particularly valuable. Um, hate to use the analogy of oil and petrol given what's going on at the moment, but um, what what we always saw as the opportunity was to uh, take the value, uh, sorry, extract the value from the data by by um, using leading data science to really understand um, what what the potential of the data was, and, and most importantly, that the kind of context and meaning and relevance to the person consuming it. So it's kind of like here's some data, but we turn that into business information by making it relevant to you and explaining to you why it's relevant and most importantly, what you should do about it. So if you, if you look at, at what, we, uh, what we do now in the kind of artesian due deal combination, we really um, combine in leading data science with the world's best business information sources, but then adding, adding quite a lot more to it to make it super useful to uh, address you know big challenges in the insurance and insurance broking segment so you know the, the three leading ones would be you know find me new customers and find me the right customers um, there's an increasing emphasis on not just finding customers but finding you know the right customers that are going to be the most profitable lucrative uh, or, or the ones that you're actually allowed to to onboard and then the process of onboarding them quickly um, and uh, and then keeping them for a lifetime, or at least as long as as is as is uh, economically and commercially viable, um, and that's through the combination of being able to spot early warning signals, and they could be opportunities or risks, but also that ability to be able to continue to add add, add value and add service. 
I've been expecting an insurance broker to call me any time now, given the fact I just double the size of my company and I'm going to need some new insurance. And it's kind of like really obvious the signs are there. If you're using Artesian, we would we would tell you that this company's just merged with this company. Call them and talk to them about this. Um, so we can literally, we can literally, for example, read the news, understand the context of what it means within the context of that customer and then send it to a specific salesperson and say, now do this. And if you think about um, the fact that we're all so busy, um, you know, that's a real, a real, a real, uh, a real godsend to a lot of the organizations we work with, particularly because we can do that at scale. Mm, I think you're absolutely right. So uh, was that an open invitation for anybody listening to the Insurance Brokers podcast to give you a call and sell you insurance? Absolutely. I mean, I'm a very easy guy to reach. <laughs> CEO at artesian.co. Oh, fabulous. As long as you can sell Artesian back and you're onto a win-win situation. <laughs> uh, no, I do you know what? I have to say our current insurance broker is actually uh, a user of Artesian. So. Oh, fabulous. Um, so you've hit the nail on the head there uh, and I have questions around it. So data interpretation is uh, a really difficult thing to, to do. And even within, and I'm an Artesian user, so even within the context of Artesian, there is such a huge amount of data understanding what I need to pick out and how, yes. I mean, I'm scratching the surface of my Artesian use. Yes. There is so much more I could be doing, but yes. I don't. How do you help people with that? Because that is the biggest problem, I think, for business owners now. Yeah, so, um, you know, it, it, there's, there's, there's a principle called the sweet spot, right? Which is where you kind of circle the wagons on the thing that's going to deliver the most value. So. We're constantly trying to train the algorithm to look for that and use things like, um, you know, ranking, something grand called ranking heuristics. What it means is that I'm going to push that to the top of the list for you because I, I know that statistically there's a reasonable chance, a very good chance that that's going to be super interesting for you. And also, you know, how you might consume and use that. Um, but um, here's the other big wave that's going to happen kind of behind the scenes of, of, of the tech industry, there's going to be an emergence of, of, of uh, low-code, no-code kind of um, business rules and decision engine type technology. And uh, again, these are these are kind of grand grand words, but, but here's the basic idea: you, you're a, a literate uh, user of of tech, Sarah. I know enough about you to know that that's true. But I, I, I would guess that you don't know how to program. Is that and code? Is uh, that... that that would be a very good guess, and my yeah. children would challenge the first part of your statement. Right. So switch it on and off. Right. So, um, so that's that's true of I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of business people. Right. They know tech. They know how to use it, but they don't know how to do things like coding and. You know, an Excel, we can probably add up, take away, divide, you know, produce a forecast report. But beyond that, we don't get into macros and stuff like that. So our, our big idea in terms of the next wave is that we can, we can uh, take the knowledge that's in your head and match that to either something that's a kind of pre, uh, pre, preset kind of set of, of, of rules or 
you can kind of um, explain what you want and very quickly assemble that just by kind of, you know, dragging and dropping a few different things. So it might be that you're in the, I don't know, trade finance arena in insurance uh, broking and there's already a set of capabilities for people who sell um, trade, trade finance. Uh, and you can say, I'll click on that and I'll apply that to the available data uh, for this company. Um, so what's going to happen now in terms of the next advancement is, rather than us polishing up the data and turning it into information, you know, news, insights, uh, key data, uh, excerpts, what we're going to do increasingly is we're going to take all of that goodness and we're going to aggregate it further and interpret it further to say, here's what it means to you in relation to that product or service or commercial pursuit and here's what you should do about it. Um, and we're calling that engagement signals and it's where we can like literally, for example, read a balance sheet and a profit and loss and kind of work out where the, where the opportunity is, do the maths and then actually present the action to you with the facts that support that. And, and a machine can be doing that so that the human can take advantage of all of that, uh, all, all of that cleverness and then look extremely impressive when they reach out to the customer to have the conversation about something which is going to be based on the customer's factual circumstance. That's where this is heading. And, and I, I can see um, sort of the, the technical, technological advancements that you're talking about coming in loads of different walks of, of sort of global economics, business, industries, blah, blah, blah. Um, would, you, would, you like, would you like some use case examples maybe in, in, yes. in insurance and insurance broking? So um, without naming names because, you know, uh, different, di different customers you know, uh, want to use the technology in different ways. Let me give you kind of three flavors. I can, I can actually name one name. So QBE, um, David Jones, who's the director of underwriting there at QBE, um, you know, saw the potential to kind of codify the know-how in the underwriting team's head, the things that they would normally do in terms of using different data sources from different systems in different ways to get to a position in terms of underwriting risk, use the Artesian Connect kind of uh, a framework to, to codify that formula and then be able to just apply that formula by hitting a button each time a proposal comes along. So that's an example of how you automate the underwriting process. Another customer um, is at the moment trying to pull together um, a bunch of disparate teams um, that through acquisition has meant that the, the company has, has, has grown quickly overnight. Um, you know, they, they have a centralized team, but they have a bit of a decentralized kind of um, structure around that centralized team. So having a single way that you go about um, trying to generate business uh, using uh, data insight and then the techniques you layer on top of that is extremely valuable. And then a third use case would be an organization that's now in the central team that's got a data enrichment problem you know just matching up things like names addresses postcodes and then being able to potentially screen a whole book of business you know hundreds of thousands of customers in one suite to say show me where the opportunities are show me where the risks are um, from an exposure standpoint so you know, there would be three ways that this technology I'm describing is already in use in the UK uh, in tech space. 
InsureTech is a word, uh, you know, that's on everybody's lips. But what about the um, what about the broken community that that uh, I, I don't want to say of old because there's a lot of very relevant, very fabulous relationship orientated provincial brokers out there that are not big on the, the tech. How this could drive a sales focus, a sales um, growth plan is something we use with our clients, with you guys, so, so I understand it, but I'd love you to give us a bit of a, an overview on that. So uh, I'll tell you a bit of a story and as always take a little bit of a risk, right? So, you know, t 10 years ago we had this, we had this great idea, uh, you know, why don't we kind of put this personal assistant together that's in your pocket on your mobile phone that's going to tell you loads of cool stuff about the organization you're about to meet and, and make you look highly credible and make you feel great, right? That was the big idea. And, and uh, I remember having a conversation with a gentleman. I don't remember his name and I probably wouldn't uh, share it if I did, but um, he was, I guess what you'd call a kind of, you know, um, a, a, an old school, um, uh, you know, broker. Um, I, I, think he, I think it's fair to say he's probably retired now. And I remember him getting really upset with, with, with me about this idea because he said, you know, I don't want people spending all their time kind of poking around your website, as he called it, when they could be out um, talking to customers or better still, they could be on the golf course closing deals. Um, and I said, you know, um, you know, we're, we're very much here to, to assist with that customer journey. And I, I would argue that, that you know we're going to save a ton of time uh, because um, you know obviously the the, the broker is going to be um, doing the research around the company and that takes a lot of time and I remember what he said to me he said we don't need to do research we just build relationships and and of course he was right um, but 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 the, the the beauty of what 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 we do and how simple we make that and how we make that work on a on an iPhone is, 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 is that anyone can take advantage of it. So, you know, if you're running a, um, a successful, you know, regional, you know, even dare I say it kind of lifestyle business, this is for you, right? If you're part of one of the, you know, largest, fastest growing uh, broker networks, this is definitely for you. You know, it's, it, it scales from a single, a single person up to our largest customers got, 3,000 users. So, you know, th this is not this is not a kind of you know revolution. This is today. I expect someone that's trying to sell me a product or a service to have done the research on my company, on me, know about know about what's going on in my world. I just expect that now. And I think, and you know, and I'm a 53 year old guy, right? I would expect that anybody in a leadership role that's in their late 20s, early 30s will definitely expect that because they've grown up with that kind of whole mentality of, of kind of googling things and you know using using various social media to get facts and figures and information together so um you know so this is this is the now it's not the future and you know you've got to kind of you've got to kind of get with it if you're gonna if you mm. can. i've had some really interesting conversations through the insurance brokers podcast around um how tech has changed the buying cycle the selling cycle the customer journey but also the expectation and I'm doing a piece of work at the moment with a, a, a mid-sized broker on, um, on leadership 
uh, and coaching, but also how we can use what we know and what we can find uh, available on, on people, on businesses, on, on groups of people to, to further develop those conversations. And I think it's really important. And another thing is, digital natives, the 20s and the 30s uh, of today, it's the first place they go. So if you do not have a presence and you, you can't find out stuff, or you haven't found out things, uh, it's a problem. One of the things that's interested me uh, recently is this um, Superscript and Amazon partnership. So through Amazon Prime, you are now going to be able, through an insurtech company, to buy your SME business insurance and turn it off and on as you, as you want to. That is, that is a, an example of a customer journey got right. Uh, and there was an opportunity there, which I'm assuming Artesian could, you could have told you about. Yeah, well, I mean, absolutely. In fact, AWS are one of our uh, larger customers as well. Um, obviously, not on the insurance side, but, but in, in the kind of core business that they do. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, but think about... So, you know, I've got a counter to that, right? Which is, um, you know, in times gone by, we would, we would work with our broker because... You know that that was the only person that was the only place we could go to go and get you know the insurance right there wasn't the internet and we didn't really understand the complexities of insurance and it was kind of like i know a guy and and he or she will sort you out and that was kind of like how that relationship worked back in now obviously we can google it and we can within a few seconds we can be presented with five or six alternatives and, you know, if you think about what happened in banking not too long ago when all the challenger banks popped up and they said, no, uh, no charges, you can have your checkbook and your check card, you know, before you before you leave the branch, if you open an account, you can you can you can open an account online. You know, pe people people went for that. But but there's kind of been a swing you know back the other way where the real value the real value that people add to the to, to the process and the service people miss right and 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 you know that's the key now we've got to we've got to be able to we've got to be knowledgeable about our customer we've got to anticipate their need and we've got to be we've got to be ready to guide them but at the same time they will still value that interaction if we get that right so you know, there, there are going to be some very small businesses that take advantage of the Amazon Superscript opportunity. And who knows, it might become a force in the market, probably will, with the backing that Amazon have and the reach that they have. But there's still no substitute for, um, you know, getting to know your customer, getting it right. And but mechanizing that process at scale using the kind of tech that is now out there from companies like Artesian Judel. Absolutely, and I think if you're thinking it in terms of percentages, uh, some research that I was uh, involved with with a, the client was 4% of people are ready to buy, 50% uh, are sitting on the, uh, not ready to buy, I'm not looking, I don't want to know, and the rest are umming and ahhing. Being there during that 4% is everybody's dream goal, and this helps you do that, and prepping and priming during the, the I'm on the fence is what you need to be doing to build the pipeline and this is what helps you do that so i uh, you know i we i use artesian on, on a daily basis uh, some of our clients now use artesian so uh, i'm bought into the process i remember actually. negotiating that deal with you sarah you were very, very <laughs> <hard>. <laughs>
Oh dear, Andrew, I am really grateful for your overview because data uh, interpretation is something that I both love and hate on a daily basis and I think uh, I'm going to go back to your team and say I'm scratching the surface, help me get more out of this. Absolutely and, and you'd be very welcome to do that and I think again it's our obligation uh, as a software company, one of the big things about our company is you know we, we help you get to value and, and keep it and when, again whether you're a very small organisation, a very large one, that's part and parcel of the kind of the, the gig. I'm super excited about what comes next uh, for Artesi and Judil. You know, we're working on a really uh, exciting uh, partnership which we'll hopefully be able to tell your listeners about uh, in the short term that, that I think is going to really bring a lot of what I've been saying into the kind of day-to-day -day mainstream and touch a, a far greater uh, percentage of, of, the, uh, of the community. So, um, you know, I'm super excited about that. Can't wait to tell you about it. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to catch up today. Well, I'm grateful for your time, and uh, let's uh, let's get something in for the for the next big announcement, and uh, we'll we'll be on point on that. So that'd be awesome. Thank you very much. Great to see you, Sarah. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have enjoyed what you have heard, have any questions or feedback, please leave us a review, and we will be sure to get back to you. If you would like further information on how Boston Tullus Group can support your business, or if you would like to join us on an episode please do not hesitate to contact us.